Well, welcome to the uh, Real Marriage Podcast and uh, something to celebrate. My wife, Grace, and I just concluded, finished our 100th episode of the Real Marriage Podcast. And uh, we're just super grateful. We just want to say first and foremost, thank you to everyone who has tuned in, supported, prayed for us, helped us get the word out over the last roughly three years. And uh, we got something kind of special for you to celebrate the 100th episode, and that is we're going to do a little series looking at some of the most popular episodes in the history of real marriage. Uh, We hope they are of help, hope, and healing to you and aid your marriage journey. Uh, Lastly, if you enjoy today's podcast, go ahead and give us a a five-star rating wherever you listen and tell all your friends to tune on in. So why do you think it is, if a kid grows up in church, why do you think it is that there's such a, so much of what's talked about sexually is all that we're against, all that's wrong? Because they're trying to keep their kids from having sex. And that's not the goal. The goal is that they would have a healthy marriage. And so the, 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 the goal is not our kids are not having sex because if they're married. Well, and I think a lot of married people don't have healthy sex, and so they also impart that onto their kids. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Real Marriage Podcast. Uh, Pastor Mark Driscoll here. Really honored to have you join us, and today's episode is a special one. It was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Trinity Church in Scottsdale, Arizona, where we live and minister. And uh, at the very end of this event, we took some impromptu questions, and today's is basically how do you undo a sense of fear and shame arounding sex because maybe you've been taught that it's dirty, nasty, vile, and wrong, so save it for the one you love. Or maybe you have some abuse in your past, or maybe just one of you thinks that sex is a little bit gross. Um, If we're honest, we've all had these thoughts at times, and some of us still struggle with them. So I hope you enjoyed this episode, and uh, let us know when all is said and done how it ministered to you. We're going to take a couple of your most intimate questions, and Grace will answer them while I pray for her. Okay. Uh, You ready, babe? Your lipsticks. Oh, my God. No, your lipsticks. No, we're going to do non-sexual touch. This is going to be amazing. Here we go. I did it. One. Okay. All right. One. Woo. All right. (laughs) Uh, Okay. First question. Throw it up on the screen. How do we undo the culture of fear or shame regarding godly sex that's been taught to church kids? You are a church kid. This is a great question for you. <laughs> you realize that all of what you taught was wrong. <laughs> and then you read what the Bible says about sex in Song of so Solomon. So what are some of the things growing up? I didn't grow up in church. Um, Growing up in church, what are some of the things that you were taught, or at least you thought, maybe it wasn't that the church taught them, but somehow you picked them up, that were just not helpful? Well, I mentioned them a little bit ago, but um, that sex is just for men, that it's a sin to enjoy it, that it's just for procreation, um, that, I don't know, that, <laughs> that it's ungodly somehow, that it's just not supposed to be fun and it's just a part of marriage that you endure. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear that growing up. <laughs> um, so why do you think it is, if a kid grows up in church, why do you think it is that there's such a, so much of what's talked about sexually is all that we're against, all that's wrong? 
Because they're trying to keep their kids from having sex. And that's not the goal. The goal is that they would have a healthy marriage. And so the, 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 the goal is not our kids are not having sex because if they're married, that's... Well, and I think a lot of married people don't have healthy sex, and so they also impart that onto their kids. So what we find a lot in the, in the history of church and working with pastors and all this stuff is you can get in a lot of trouble for going too far, but you don't get in any trouble if you don't go far enough. So if you commit adultery, you're fired. But if you haven't had sex in 20 years, well, that's okay. And it's not okay. Both are sin. Both are unhealthy. Both are ungodly. um, Both are against God's word. And so if we're going to be uh, disciplining people for going too far or, you know, being clear on that line, which we should be, we also need to say that not having normal, frequent, regular, healthy sexual relationship in marriage indicates a problem. Now, it may be a problem outside of the bedroom that needs to get resolved so that there could be some health in the bedroom. Um, But yeah, I think we do a tremendous disservice because if we don't talk about it, even with our kids or in the church, this issue of sexuality and intimacy, then at the end of the day, where are they going to go to learn? If it's not the church, I mean, the last thing you want to tell your kids is, hey, if you have any questions, just Google it. Like, that's the last thing you want to tell your kids. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, uh, do you remember the, so something comes to mind, probably inappropriate, so I'll share it. Um, <laughs> We did, a, we did a number of marriage tours. We did like a 12-city tour of marriage some years ago uh, with the Real Marriage Book. Before that, we did a series of tours on the Song of Solomon, and there was a Valentine's event. It was in Minnesota. Okay, it was in Minnesota. And, uh, well, don't, don't give a shout-out yet. This is not... <laughs> <laughs> this isn't... Woo, this is... Uh. So... Um, we're in Minnesota, and this radio station hosted a Valentine's event where we did some talks on sex and marriage, and then we did uh, sort of, you know, meet and greet in line, doing Q&A, and just saying hi to people. Two different young married couples, both went to the same church that I will not say, and both grew up under the same teaching, and both asked the same question, young married couples. They looked very sheepish. So, first of all, they're looking at us like, it's like he's like... You ask. And she's like, no, you ask. I'm like, you ask, you ask. I was like, oh, you're both naughty. One of you just ask. Um, both couples asked this question, young married couples. When should we consummate our marriage? Okay. This is not like a tough Jeopardy question. <laughs> when should you consummate your marriage? I won't repeat that. It was, it was correct. Um, um, so I looked at the couples like a beagle that heard a whistle. I was like, what the heck? I, I said, so, so let, me, you know, let me rephrase the question. So, so the question is, when should you have sex? And I said, I said, is that the question? They said, yeah. I said, well, when you're married, right? So the, the, both couples said, well, we're married, but we haven't had sex yet. Okay, one guy just passed out. Give that guy CPR. Uh, non-sexual touch. So, um, so, 
I looked at my, I asked this one couple, I said, how long have you guys been married? Quote, a few months. Okay, so I, I shouldn't ask this. Here's what I asked. I said, uh, were you guys homeschooled? <laughs> okay, no, we're not against homeschool. The couple said, yeah. Because okay. in public school, this is not a really unclear issue, okay? <laughs> and I said, what are you waiting for? Because they got married and they waited months and they hadn't consummated their relationship. And uh, he looked very hopeful. <laughs> He's a guy like, she looked a little concerned. <laughs> and she said, well, we're scared. You know, we, we've been told that, you know, sex is really dangerous and bad. And so we're, we're scared to try it. Okay, so they said, uh, what should we do? I said, you guys got your 25 bucks of value. It's, you need to leave immediately. <laughs> you don't need to come back for the sessions. You need to go home right now. And they looked at each other like, right now? I was like, you, you may need to, in the parking lot, you may need, you may need to make this official in the sight of Jesus. And she looked at me, she's like, really? I was like, yeah. And he's like, yes, pastor. So, <laughs> so thus saith the Lord. Another couple came up, asked the exact same question. I was like, what is wrong with this church that they're marrying virgins? So let me just say this, and then I'll let Grace say something. You mean staying virgins as married? So yeah, here's where I was going to go with it's this. It's okay to marry virgins. Yeah, marrying a virgin. Marrying a virgin. Okay or not Okay. Yes. Okay. Being married to a virgin. <laughs> okay, not okay. <laughs> not okay. okay. So part of this is, is you've got to get good teaching. There is a, maybe tell them about the, the Christian Sexual Pyrotechnics Manual, the book that kind of answers all the questions. Do you remember that one? Rosano. Rosano's book, Celebration of Sex. Yep. He has one for newlyweds as well. Yeah. And him and his wife are doctors. Who cares? And Christians. <laughs> so they understand the body. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and how it works and how it's supposed to work. So they're Christians and they do a good job answering all the questions. So if you have a question, that's a good book to read. Um, and also, um, what I would submit to you is if you're a couple that, because of your upbringing, and, and there's two kind of ways that I think people have a very erroneous view of sex. Either it's this highly religious you know, view, it's naughty, it's nasty, you know, God didn't invent it, you know, God made the man and the woman, he went out to lunch, he came back, he's like, what the heck are they doing? <laughs> you know, I, I never thought that would go together, you know, so, um, kind of that attitude. Is that appropriate? Probably not. Yeah. Um, the other is if you have abuse in your background, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden the abuse causes a lot of guilt and shame. So with the one, you need biblical teaching. And sometimes people that are quoting verses are not biblical. Just because you quote verses doesn't mean you're biblical. Satan quotes verses. Mm -hmm. On the other side, if there's abuse, you need to get help. 
And so for those that really want to do more investigative study, and if you're a little shy and you're like, I want to try something, but I'm scared to talk about it, what I would submit is grab a book like Rosenau and then or just read it, highlight it, leave it open, and see if they read it. <laughs> There's also a book by Linda Dillo um, called Intimate Issues that is excellent on unpacking all of that. And they go through, her and her husband do, The Song of Solomon. Well, yeah, that's the Intimacy Ignited. Intimacy Ignited book. So I'm going to do, I think, 11 or 12 lectures this summer on Wednesday nights. We're going to go through The Song of Solomon. I'm going to take you all the way. Then we're going to have lots of babies. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't bring your kids. I'll be like, that's all I got here? Like, don't do that. (laughs) So we'll have nursery for the kids. But we're going to walk through the most erotic, um, overt book in the Bible on sex and intimacy. Kids are never mentioned. It's not that the Bible's against kids, but it's just for the sake of marital pleasure and connection. And it's a series of love songs between a husband and a wife. It's incredible romantic poetry. And I mean, it's an ancient Hebrew book. And they wouldn't allow Jewish people to read it until they were married or 30. So it's the book that all like the 16-year-old Hebrew boys are with a candle at night <laughs> under the covers. You know? and I was like, wow. Love poetry. So it's the, it is so frank and so forward that many religious people read it and they have to reinterpret it as something other than marriage because they're like, well, certainly God couldn't talk about it. No, if God talks about it, we need to talk about it. If God talks about it freely, we need to talk about it freely. And if God gave it as a gift, it's a gift that we need to learn to unpack. And the culture talks about it freely, but wrongly. So we need to be willing to talk about it correctly and freely. Amen, sister. Pastor Mark here saying thanks for joining us for the Real Marriage Podcast. We sure hope you enjoyed today's episode. Go ahead, if you've not already, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. If you enjoyed it, feel free to leave a five-star review. If you'd like to let us know how this ministry is serving you or just find out more, go ahead and visit exomarriage.com slash realmarriage. Or hey, if you want a free mountain of Bible teaching uh, from my wife and uh, myself and our daughter, Ashley, uh, head on over to realfaith.com.